How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Waterfowl 365, presented by BTBN. I am your host, Chris Adams. If you're not following along with us on social media, make sure you check out BTBN on Facebook, Instagram, all of that good stuff. It's how you can keep in contact and see what's going on with the uh, the podcast and all the other things that we got going on. Yeah, if however you're listening to this thing, make sure you hit subscribe, leave us some feedback, a review all that stuff it really helps with the metrics helps more people hear this thing and uh tell your friends about it i really appreciate it uh yeah if you want to get yourself a paperweight of a duck call i don't know if i've said that in a minute mr ron davis but uh there it is for you check out unstable calls on instagram facebook go pick yourself out something pretty to put on your desk hold down the paperwork maybe kill a few ducks with it who knows um yeah, we're going to do this week's BS session with uh, Mr. Justin Strain. Going to go over some more football talk. We had preseason week one kicked off. I'm excited to go over some of that. You know, football's back. We got more football going on tonight on Thursday, so I'm pretty stoked for it. We will do some overrated and underrated, and then we will come back and finish it up with the draft of the week. I finally got a win over Mr. Strain. I knew taking Barry Sanders and Walter Payton pretty much was going to lock that up for me. So, pretty stoked about that. And uh, we'll go ahead and jump into it. So, without further ado, the uh, BS session of the week. Justin, what's going on, buddy? Not too much. Just pouring me a, a hot glass of scotch and time to bullshit with you, my man. Bro, I'm drinking coffee, and it's like 5 o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I'm getting uh, we're some... we're, both, we're both, both weirdos, so I'll, I'll drink a, a half a pot of coffee, and then uh, I'm going to go to bed. That's right. Uh, I know that if I get beer throughout the week, I'm going to drink it. It's kind of like chips in a bag. Whenever you get a chip in the bag, do you ever flip it over and look at the serving size? No, because I know that my fat ass will eat all of it. That's right. If there's chips in that bag, that's the serving. Like, that's, that's the way it goes. So that's the way I treat my beer consumption is if I have beer in the fridge, I'm probably going to drink it. So I'm just not going to buy it until my allowance of uh, has come in. Uh, anyway, nice dead air going on. But uh, what'd you do this oh, yeah. week? This week, uh, work, work like a son of a bitch. We got people out left and right with the COVID. It's kind of running rampant through our shop right now, so that's always fun for all the extra work that you got to do. Yeah, that's how it was for us, man. This whole last year, it's like if we have one guy go down, it creates a giant cluster in our whole schedule. You know. I think uh, it goes for everybody. I, I know everybody's freaking over this stupid-ass shit. Well, yeah, and then you get more and more, you know, just builds up to it. And it's just like it never ends. Springfield is getting ready to fire off again, I'm sure, with some more lockdowns. We got the kids are starting school next week here in Nixa. I don't know if they start in Springfield or not, but I can only imagine that it's going to be... We start the 23rd. You guys start the 23rd. Are you guys doing masks and stuff like that in Springfield? They're going to be optional. The mask is going to be up. No, it, it's mandatory. I just confirmed from the boss that it is confirmed that we are mask mandated at Springfield Public Schools. See, I think we're still optional, but if it's mandatory in Springfield, it's not going to be far behind here in Nixa. And it's like, man... In the summer school, they didn't have to wear it. And uh, it's kind of like going back again. So it sucks for everybody. But, I mean, that's just the way of the times, man. Yeah. Uh, I, from what I heard, yeah, I think it, it makes uh, our work nurse that works like, uh, we had some super bad feedback. 
Yeah, I don't know. It, it happened once you started putting headphones on. Try, uh, we'll hit pause real quick and we'll try taking them off. All right, we'll try that this time. Um, okay. Yeah, you were talking about Nixa from the nurse that you know. She said that if, like, 6% of your students get uh, COVID, I think they're going to go back to uh, 100% mask. Yeah, it wouldn't be surprising, man. It's just the uh, the way of the times. The nature of the beast. That's right. So you worked a whole bunch. Did You You went down to the lake this weekend, didn't you? <clears throat> Last weekend we left. Friday morning, got down there around 11 o'clock, and, you know, as soon as I hit the dirt road, I was reaching in the backseat into the cooler for a beer, and I don't think I drank an ounce of water until Sunday morning. <laughs> nice. Yeah, heck yeah, dude. It's like the last good couple weeks for that, and it's starting to start getting uh, a little bit chillier. We got off our podcast last week, and... Uh, Ryan actually ended up going to the hospital like immediately afterwards and uh I ended up spinning until like 5:30 in the morning up at the hospital. He's fine, but uh yeah, that was a an interesting weekend of uh going back and forth, spending the whole weekend just dealing with that and then trying to do all the honeydews and lawn mowing and Walmart oh, trips man. and all that crap. So it's not fun. Are you guys still shopping at the Walmart? Still got to shop at the Walmart, man. There's, I went to Price Cutter, bro. We have a Price no. Cutter right next door, Nixa. I, I know, I know you got a Price Cutter, but hear me out. Walmart delivery. Nah, that's too much extra, man. No, it's not. It's so much. It's so worth it. We have not gone to the grocery store in over a year and a half. You've met Jessica and know that that would never fly. She uh, likes to have control of the situation. And, uh, well, yeah, that would not happen. Is it, a, is it like a money-saving thing? Are you guys saving to be Jewish? Uh, it's both. It saves a little bit of money, but it's more of just the uh, the control of the situation. <laughs> I wouldn't care. I'd order everything on Amazon, but, you know. Yeah, it's a... Uh... We enjoy that because, you know, you go to the store and something's sitting on the end of the show. Oh, I got to have that. There's none of that. Well, yeah, there's no, uh, I'm hungry. I want to get this nonsense. Yes. Yeah. So the only time I go to Walmart is if I need something like right now. That's for the only time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I did a bunch of nothing the rest of the week. It was boring other than that. I am uh, looking forward. We got more football on tonight. There is, like, only one thing happening in the world that went absolutely crazy. Did you see any of the videos of the uh, the planes taking off out of freaking Afghanistan? Yeah, it, that's absolutely crazy to think that, you know, our American intelligence says, oh, it's going to take six months to a year for the Taliban to take over and the way they do in 11 fucking days yeah yeah in the first hour <laughs> you know and I was actually since we're actually on this topic I was watching uh, Vice on lunch and so there's an Afghani part of the army that is like their special forces really elite dudes trained by the special forces and CIA they're I guess the head of their military was giving Al-Qaeda or to the Taliban their artillery and their MRAPs so they can leave and not be killed. If I was understanding that correctly, I was like, they're bartering their lives with giving the Taliban heavy weapons and yeah. armored troop transports. Well, and I saw a crazy stat that is like the Taliban now has more Blackhawks than 180 other countries in the world or something like that. And they're all ours. Yeah, and the funny thing is, you go to Afghanistan from leaving, say, Europe or even the United States, you're instantly getting thrown back into the Stone Age because they still live in mud huts and giving people. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's freaking terrible, dude. Those videos where people are just flying through the air coming off the plane, dude, that was like a holy shit moment. Yeah, and you know, riding on the. On the sides of the planes, yeah, the black 
with the Apaches flying and trying to clear a path for the C 130s that they're trying to yeah it's pretty fucking dark man but we'll get off that because that's some depressing ass crap and uh we'll jump into some of the sports side of this thing (laughs) because uh yeah that's about all i need we got preseason nfl kicked off last weekend um you were gone the whole weekend so i know you didn't catch a whole bunch but uh i just you know that the highlights i can i'm pulling them up on espn Let's see. What game do you want to talk about first? Well, there's only one that's important to me because we talked about it last week. Preseason doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot. The only time it's interesting is for position battles. Like if you have a rookie, you know, stud, is he going to replace the guy that's already been there? Um, We didn't have that in Denver so much. I mean, we do with Patrick Sertan the second we took him, you know, number nine overall. And Denver's cornerback room is pretty stacked. So it's like, is he going to get in the starting lineup when you have two all-pros already back there and another pro bowler last year as the number three? I mean, uh, actually, I'm just looking at his. He's got an interception for a touchdown. He's definitely making a fighting for He's got zero tackles, though. They threw the ball. They threw the ball his way twice. The first time... He broke on it late and deflected it in the end zone. The second time, it was the exact same route. He sat back even longer to bait the throw and then jumped it and pick six, took it to the house. So it's like, you can see it. It's uh, He's got the skills. You know, obviously he's playing against second and third string quarterbacks in preseason, yeah, but, but it was a smart heads up play. But he's got it. You know, his dad played in the league. God knows, you know, how much film he's watched with his dad, tips and tricks that his dad's, you know, given him over the years. So that definitely helps when you have a father that played in the league. Well, yeah, he's the most polished uh, cornerback prospect in the draft this last year. And then he's just big. He's like 6'2", 220. That's pretty big for a cornerback. So it's yeah, like... I think that's going to be a trend from... Well, the tight ends, man. Tight ends are becoming more wide receiver like. You have to yeah. have. You, when you got Kelsey and Gronk and guys like that that are 6'5, you uh, have to get then, bigger. Uh, Devin Waller and uh, Kittle. Those yep. are some of the top dogs in the league. And tight end. Yeah, and you have to get bigger because linebackers are just not fast enough. I saw. Um, we hyped his praise so much before the draft of JOK and dude he was making plays everywhere for the Browns like all over the field he looked exactly like I thought that he could look in a defense and he was a freaking stud but uh to go back to the Broncos I watched uh you know obviously I paid attention to every play for the first uh couple quarters because you got a quarterback battle going on Drew Locke was four of five with 150 yards and two touchdowns. His incompletion was a dropped touchdown in the end zone by Judy. Well, it wasn't a drop. It was like, if it would have been another step ahead, it would have been a touchdown, but it was just into traffic enough that they were able to get some uh, bump and grind and knock the ball away. It was heavily contested. Yeah, it was contested. It was borderline pass interference, but could have went either way. It was a good throw. And then Teddy Bridgewater was like 8 of 9 for 100 yards and a touchdown, and then he scrambled for a touchdown. So it was like, they both did good, but you got no closer to finding out who's going to be the quarterback. And they... Uh, they, played the, they played the Vikings, correct? They did, and yeah. uh, they scored... Yeah, was 5 of 7, 151. Yeah. Two yeah, they I threw him they one did. more at the end, I forgot. Yeah, and then Teddy was 7 of 8 for 74 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, they took away. He had a rushing touchdown, and they called it back. Okay, okay. Yeah, but uh, they both did really, uh, really well, and the Broncos put up like 33 by the end of the third quarter, and I think the combined score around the league was 30 for every other game combined. So it's like, okay, I know this was against backups. You have to stay, uh, stay realist. But maybe that 32nd ranked offense won't be 32nd ranked. Maybe it'll be in the 20s. Like, who knows? We're hoping 
maybe 15, top 15 maybe. Well, let's not get crazy. They're playing Seattle tonight, <laughs> and we'll see, uh, you know, because they're going to pl- treat it like another real game. With this preseason having one game shorter, it's going to be weird to see how coaches treat it. Like, the Chiefs didn't play anybody. They're like, screw no. it, we got Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't need to take a snap because it's Patrick yeah, Mahomes. I think he made two passes. Yeah. Well, it's like... Von- was a, let's see, he was one for two for four yards. Well, and the catch was made by Kelsey. And it's like, do you even want him out there? You know? No. I don't. Uh, oh, no. Uh, I... I'm going to watch the game tomorrow, of course, when the Chiefs play. I, I'm really interested about seeing the offensive line. The one highlight I did see was the very first snap of the game and the handoff to Clyde Edwards and Larry. And that offensive line just washed everybody out of the way. So I'm pretty excited about this offensive line. Well, and it'll be nice for freaking Edwards Alaire because he came in and he started so freaking hot last year and he looked good. And then it's like they just kind of quit using him and his production and everything just went way down the crapper at the end of last year it, it really the offensive line really never got any kind of really big push and I see that push that they got on the very first play last weekend on the highlights and I was like got my mouth watering and I was like oh we don't have to throw the ball 80,000 times a game now we can add this dimension to the have a running game to our passing attack, they're not going to know what the freaking stop. Yeah, no, and that's what they were really missing. And it makes it look so much worse because there were so many good rookie running backs last year that it's like the Chiefs are the only ones to take one in the first round. And it's like everybody thought that they should take uh, Taylor or who else was the big rookie running back? Shit. I have to look at that draft class again. You had Taylor and uh, Indy, who was a stud. You had yeah, uh, Robinson. I love Taylor, by the way. He's yeah, really he's a stud. You got Robinson and Jacksonville, but I'm pretty sure he was undrafted or like a sixth or seventh rounder. I can't remember the other big name running backs that. Like nowadays, the freaking running backs are down the It seems like. Well, and that's almost how it is with wide receivers. It's like, you know. You can, uh, why pay big money for a wide receiver when you can go draft one in the second round who's just as good? It, it'll be interesting. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see this second week, see something play out. I want there to be a decision in Denver of who the hell the quarterback's going to be. But, uh, it's still preseason. I'm just getting amped for regular season. Uh, did you see, uh, we were talking about it beforehand, Justin Fields, who should be Denver's starting quarterback. He came out <laughs> He came out pretty shaky in the first half, but, dude, he looked really solid in the second half for Chicago. Yeah, I, what I love about the touchdown pass, if you watch it, he smiles like he knows what's about to happen in he, and he throws the ball to Jesse James, and like he smiles his pre-snap read, and he's just got a $10 million smile going as he, like, before he throws the ball. That, yeah, that was my favorite part, is it was during the pre-snap read. He got up to the freaking line when rookies are supposed to be in deep water at that point. They're supposed to not know what the hell is going on. He looks at the freaking defense, smiles, and then drops like a 40-yard dime right over the middle for a TD. Yeah, I love it, man. I, I, it's no, it's a small sample size of Justin Fields. I'm not gonna say he's gonna, you know, light up to, like, like Justin Herbert did last year, but there's a good possibility that he does. Yeah, dude. If that happens, I think Denver might like lose its ever-loving mind. Mac Jones, I watched him play a little bit. He looked pretty comfortable. He was throwing under pressure quite a bit, and he just stood in the pocket, looked pretty comfortable, made a couple of really good throws that were dropped. Um, yeah, I mean, 13 for uh, 19, 87 yards in yeah. a preseason game, that's not that awful. Yeah, numbers-wise, it doesn't look great, and apparently somebody's here at our house, but uh, it doesn't look great. But I watched it. There were a couple of really nice passes that were dropped that really would have pumped up his numbers. And they were under, yeah. like, heavy pressure. 
And then I watched uh, the highlights of Trevor Lawrence, and he did not look good at all. He had that one. I watched the highlights as well. I think he had the one really nice throw on fourth down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he made some nice throws. If you watch his highlights, it's gonna yeah. look good. If if they put out his lowlights, man, he had some that were just not good. And it's like, okay, he's human. He's been, you know, the number one overall high school recruit, the number one college, recruit, you know, guy in college. He should have won a Heisman. He uh, number one draft pick, and it was like he kind of looks human. Yep, I I still think he's gonna have a decent year. But he was going against. Uh, did Miles Garrett play on the? Or did they play all set, second stringers on uh, Cleveland's defense? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't watch that whole game. Um, I didn't pay that close of attention. But you know, it's preseason. He's learning. Um, it's kind of like. I mean, he was sacked twice. He was six of nine for seventy-one yards. Yeah, that's kind of it's, my thing. It's still, it's, it's still hard to small sample size, like I always say. Like last year on DraftKings on our league, I played uh, Jalen Hurts against the Cowboys. Wound up scoring me 60 points. I took a chance on a dude. It's, it's small sample size. Yeah, yeah. It's like you, you just never really know. You just want to see him progress. Like yeah. that was the thing with Fields. Like he started off so slow and kind of hit and miss at the beginning, but then he finished the game really strong. So it's kind of like you just want to see his Lawrence's first snap. Uh, he got pressure sack. Like, he just held the ball too long from what I remember. But it's like you want to see that progression. So, you know, I like I said, I'm excited for football to come back. I'm excited to see how these guys are progressing. Zach Wilson had a pretty solid game. Numbers-wise, it's not anything crazy. But he he's playing for the freaking Jets. Anybody that goes to the Jets, it's like, okay, well, we'll see them draft another first-round quarterback here in about three years. Well, I think that the Jets might be the new next Cleveland for quarterbacks. They've, been, they've been that way. Name the last good quarterback they drafted, or the last quarterback that played well that they drafted. Uh, I don't even know. I know they traded for Chad Pennington. That's, that's, going, that's going back. That's reaching. Well, and then you got, you know, the one who took him to the AFC Championship game one year, and I think in the second round this, uh, another year was the Sanchez, the butt fumble, but uh, he didn't play I horrible. Never, I, I really never have faith in USC quarterbacks. You know, and uh, that's something I've talked about and heard different talks forever, is everybody's like, it's mainly because of the Ohio State quarterback thing. They're like, oh, he's an Ohio State quarterback. Name a good Ohio State quarterback. That's true. You can't name one. And it's like, name a good, you know, USC quarterback. Oh, I can't I can't name one that's worked out well, in the NFL. The only, the only one that I could that's a, that did fairly okay in the NFL is Carson Palmer. And he did okay. He was never uh, – he didn't live up to a number one overall pick, but he did get his knee blown out his rookie season. In the playoffs. And had a cadaver ACL put in. But no, Car- I mean, Carson, did, when he went to Arizona, he played pretty decent at Arizona, too. Well, just thinking about this exercise, name the school that puts out quarterbacks. Like, name, think about the best guys. You know, Aaron Rodgers. Where'd he go? Utah? Is that, no, he went to Cal. That's right, he went to Cal. Okay, Mahomes, Texas Tech. Freaking, you know, name the best quarterbacks in the league and what college did they go to. I mean, Tom Brady went to Michigan, but he wasn't even the starting quarterback at Michigan. No. I can't name a school. Oh, I mean, Oklahoma has the most in the NFL right now, but every guy that went, you know, that's in the league from Oklahoma right now, quarterback-wise, was a washout at another team. Yeah, Jalen Jay- came from Alabama after Tua took over. You got um, okay. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray came from somewhere else. I know he was a baseball recruit, but where else did he go? I, th- I think he just I think went to A&M. Are you sure he didn't go to A and M? I know uh, Baker went to Tech. <laughs> Baker went to Tech and then switched to Oklahoma. Yeah. 
I mean, but name an, a state that I mean a college that is really putting out good quarterbacks. Uh, Oklahoma might be the only one. Tyler. Uh, and... Speaking of that, I think this would be a good year if you are an OU fan or watch a lot of college football. Spencer Rattler added Oklahoma. I have absolute zero faith in Spencer Rattler. I watched him play last year. And he makes great throws under pressure, and then he makes plays that are, what the fuck yes. are you doing? I think that's just immaturity, but... Oh, yeah, I watched him on QB1 on Netflix, the series when he was a college ki- or a high school kid getting... That dude, he has some maturity issues, hardcore to work out. Yeah, so if he can, you know, get his, get his priorities straight, I think him, you know, be smarter with the football when... The the hard throw he can make, it's those easy, easy give me throws that he gets a little too excited on. And see, that's another thing. Aside from him, and then the dude from uh, North Carolina who looks like a stud. Um, I don't know. It's anytime I get on these podcasts, I can't remember right off the top Anybody's of my head. Name? Yeah, and it's like I could remember it every other time. Desmond Ritter from uh, Cincinnati looks like he could be a stud. They were pretty freaking mm. solid last year. What is Sam Howell is a uh, is at UNC, and dude, he looks like the truth. He reminds me a lot of Baker Mayfield, except bigger. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's like this year is wide open for quarterbacks. There is no um, there is no Trevor Lawrence. You know, there is no Andrew Luck, who's the uh, you know, clear cut. This guy, everybody knew Peyton Manning was going to be the first overall pick. They say Ryan Leaf when the draft actually got there, but everybody knew Peyton Manning. They were surprised when Manning didn't win the Heisman. You know. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing. But oh, we talked about the Hall of Fame game already. Yeah, I'm just trying to look. Uh, guy from Ole Miss, Matt Carroll from Ole Miss is. One that number six, supposedly. It's like. Go ahead. I was going to say. He's a top top guy, and then Desmond Ritter Ritter. from Cincy. Yeah. And then Carson Strong from Nevada. Yep. Yep. He's another guy. Um, There's a dude from Arizona State, maybe? I can't remember. Right now, now there's. This is the, this is from a, uh, a web source. Spencer uh, Rattler on this one is number one. Oh yeah, for sure. Everybody's riding his dick hardcore. And uh, he was showing his stats from twenty twenty. It was two hundred and fourteen of three seventeen for three thousand yards and twenty eight touchdowns, seven interceptions. Yeah, he's not bad. He's not a bad quarterback. It's just uh, I'm not sold on him yet. You know, no, he makes a lot of I, indecision. I, yeah, the indecision on, on you know, like I said, it's easy to hard throws, no. Well, no, see, this, this one has Sam Hell. I'm on the in CBS. Sam Hell is number one. Yeah, see, Sam Hell looks a little more polished to me. But he also had two running backs taken in the second round of the draft. He had a wide receiver taken in the first round of the draft, and his other one was in the second round of the draft. It's like, what is he going to do this upcoming year without a ton of weapons? Then uh, Rattler, to me, man, I have hardcore Drew Locke vibes, where it's like you can see the potential, but he makes stupid decisions. He gets happy feet in the pocket. Like, it's just, is it going to come together or is it not? Yeah, well, you know, if he could come, you know, calm everything down and just, you know, you know, focus at the task at hand of, you know, being a good quarterback, being a good leader. But right now, like a little bit of his sometimes antics kind of remind, especially on TV one, kind of remind me of Baker Mayfield. Yeah, almost. Yeah, he definitely has that. And see, you know, it's it'll just be. We'll see how it works out. See how he matures. That was Baker Mayfield's biggest knock, was that he's kind of an asshole. And I was watching a, a video from him on Hard Knocks that year where uh, QB coach was chewing his ass because he showed up for practice and two hours early, something like that. 
and I can't remember what the backup was at that point in time at uh, at Cleveland. And he's like, oh, yeah, did you see that that guy got here at 5 a.m.? And he was like, oh, yeah. Oh, that, uh, that was, uh, he was supposed to be a starter last year out in, uh. San Diego, yeah. L.A.? L.A. Chargers. It wasn't Pryor. What's the hell is the other guy's name? He played for Buffalo forever before he got hurt. Um, right before they took Josh Allen, he was a quarterback at Buffalo. Yeah, he, Tyrod. Tyrod Taylor. And they were like, he got there at 5 a.m. or something like that, and Baker was like, yeah, he's a freaking workhorse. And he's like, dude, this is the NFL. He's like, he's getting here at 5 a.m. You're wanting to be the starter. You better get here. Like, you, better sleep. you better sleep in a facility. Yeah, so, you know, that was kind of the knock, and it's it'll just be interesting to see how these young guys work out. But uh, we got more coming up this, this weekend, some more preseason, so I'm excited about it. Um, Tim Tebow. R.I.P. No longer a Jacksonville Jaguar. He's gonna go play uh, in the G League in basketball. I think now no, that's the only thing he has no, left. No, no. I've already discussed this this week. Have you seen the size of Tim Tebow? He's a beast, but he's only six one, six two. Or no, he's six three. Yeah. He's not tall enough to play basketball. He's gonna play rugby. No, I'm not. He'd be. No, a- no, no, no. Future Mr. Olympia. Dude, he is fucking huge. I just don't think he would ever juice, so I don't think he would ever get there. I don't know. Maybe the oh, what, there's like the you got the super heavyweight, heavyweight. The dude, I mean, he's jacked. He's freaking jacked. He's got great genetics. He's too old but to me, start, though. He's never too old. Oh, you're too old in bodybuilding. He's he should have been doing it for a decade already. But dude, he'd but, be a fucking stud rugby player. Well, you know, I think he's just going to go back to commentating college football and making a decent living. Yeah, making a decent living. A couple million a year, you know. Yeah. Talk football. Um, So, yeah, Tebow is gone. That'll jump us into the next section. We did one last week. Um, We did all-time quarterbacks last week. Overrated, underrated. Um, With the Field of Dreams game going on in – Major League Baseball the other day, it gave me the idea for overrated, underrated uh, sports movies. Sports movies, see if they're overrated or underrated. I mean, we're not going to do, you know, like Bull Durham or something like Everybody knows Bull Durham is a great one. It uh, To me, it's, you know, properly rated. There, It might be underrated. But uh, we'll jump into some ones that are controversial, fan favorites, but... You know, there's some that I think that are pieces of crap, and there's some that I think that are uh, underrated and great movies. So we'll start off with the first one, and we'll go Field of Dreams, since we uh, brought it up. Mm, I think it's underrated. Underrated? Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of the softball one, because it is a great freaking movie. Um, It still holds up. It's it's about a subject, you know, with the Black Sox that uh, I find really interesting as a baseball fan. Uh, there's a movie that's more real to life. Obviously, people coming back and playing on an imaginary baseball field is not real at all. But Eight Men Out, that's about the uh, 1919 White Sox. And uh, I, I love that one a lot. But Field of Dreams, man great freaking movie tugs at the heartstrings a little bit you know you see him playing catch with his dad at the end you get a little little tear build up i think it's a uh, super underrated great freaking movie yeah um second one one of my favorite movies but is one of the most slept on football movies of all time i think it's probably the most realistic football movie out there you want to take a guess oh shit I'm telling you, I, I know it has Jamie Foxx in it. It does. It is the most true to life, maybe not on the field, but all the other BS that comes along with playing football any given Sunday. And that's what it was. I was like trying to think of it, but I knew it had Jamie Foxx. Yeah, that movie is so great. <clears throat> because you, you got some, you got LT in there. Yep. And, you know, and football is a crazy sport. Like, I know even when we were playing, like, you got hurt, but you're afraid to lose your spot. So you would play, you know, tape it up, ice it up, you know, stick 
stick some glue on there, bubble gum, whatever is going to help make you freaking play, and you're going to play, and you're always trying to, you know, get to the, you know, get high on the depth chart, you're going to do whatever it takes to stay on the field. Yeah, and dudes showing up with, obviously high school is different, but in the NFL, dudes showing up with guns and freaking getting in fights and drugs. Like, there was a show uh, back in the day that only ran one season, and it was on ESPN. And I wish that they would have brought it back. I've never looked for it really on Amazon or anything like that. But it was called Playmakers. And and that is the essential, like, that is any given Sunday, but as a, uh, a show. It was another one that was so good where there was so much shit going on and guys on the depth chart, like, hating each other and, like, rivalries. I liked the one scene where everybody's in the shower and I think he was, like, a defensive lineman, crazy-ass white guy, throws a freaking alligator into the shower, you know, showing something that's a little outrageous, but some crazy antics that happen in lots of rooms. Yeah, that shit, that is, like, one of the most underrated shows for any given Sunday and then Playmakers I just love I think it is so underrated and I don't think anybody even knows about it but, that's uh, such a great movie though here's one that's going to be controversial and everybody loves it I have friends that claim it as like one of their top three football movies of all time Rudy oh, God. I overrated overrated I'm going overrated as fuck overrated it is the biggest joke people that give their left nut to go to notre dame just because it's notre dame like they've been good the last couple years but let me check since the 80s they suck yeah and they got the brakes beat off of them by miami all the time yeah great you know great i overrated because you know i've heard it so many times seen it so many times Great story, you know, the the never give up attitude. Awesome, love that shit. Overrated to me. Just, I, I maybe mean, it's just because I've seen it in so many times growing well, up. Frodo Baggins is the most annoying motherfucker trying to play football, too. You can make a Rudy on every single college team in the country every single year. There's a guy oh, who yeah. didn't get a scholarship that somehow made it. One dude that gets one tackle... And I think they put it as a sack in the movie. There's guys that were walk-ons that didn't have anything that are playing in the NFL. You know, like yeah, they still be like you see it sometimes on Instagram or even Facebook. You know, walk-on that's working. You know, working two jobs to pay for school, working till eleven o'clock at night, closing the restaurant, or you know, closing the car dealership, and then coming to practice and going to school and busting his ass and never gets a scholarship or does get a scholarship his senior year yeah or the movie his daddy didn't like him so that was like his big thing to overcome there's people in the nfl that never even met their parents they're homeless before they got in the nfl like you know and a great story is freaking patrick willis was you know raising like i think three younger siblings where their dad was uh either drunk or smoking crack yeah like I said, that movie could be made a thousand times over, and it could be way better. I, it's everybody hugs its nuts because it's Notre Dame. I do not like. I don't dislike the movie, but it is the most overrated piece of crap ever. It was like number one on my list. It is literally the first movie I wrote down because I was even though Field of Dreams gave me the idea for the uh, the overrated underrated. It's the first one I had written down because I was like, this is just the biggest joke piece of crap. Um, we'll go with uh, another football one. And football has the best movies. Like, you know, and it's a, one of my favorites. Uh, Varsity Blues. Uh, I think it's an underrated movie. Have you watched it in like the last couple of years? I have. I, you know, I still love it because... It, you have that's a great one for you know at high school you know you do have I, I mean you play and I played with a couple of guys that went D1 and they were you know hard workers super talented and then you have the guy that loves to fucking party and just wants to play ball Danny Hernando <laughs> Danny Hernando uh, Adam Presley oh god I, I, just want, I, I just want to fuck people up fuck bitches and you know, party. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it uh to me, man, it it is a great one. Like you could look back if you didn't have that emotional attachment to it. Like I could see a kid watching it today in high school being like this movie freaking sucks. I just think it's our generation that loves it because it's not a great movie, but it's great because you love it. To me, it's underrated. Yeah, you know, everybody, I, I, I would think almost every high school football team in America has a tweet. Yeah, yeah, there's, I agree. There's a tweet around every, every team. That's damn right. Here's another one that we talked about it before we started going, and I hate it. You said you like it, but the guy who it was about hates it. Blindside. I, I like the idea of the movie. I, I, I'm a sucker for, I would admit, I'm a sucker for a feel-good story. But I, like you said, Ogden hates the movie. I get that because Hollywood is not, is there to sell tickets and make a movie. So they got to make it sappy, make it like he's a retard. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to say that anymore. <laughs> he's a retard. Uh, yeah, Michael Orr, he was pissed about the movie. They're like, they make it look like I've never touched a football or seen it in my life. He's like, I played for 10 years before I ever met these fucking people. And it's, it's such a, it's just a straight... That's what Hollywood does. It, it ruins a good story when they throw a different twist on it. Yeah, it's a cornball movie that they had it hook, line, and sinker. They were like, hey, we're going to play the most corny, freaking stereotypical feel-good movie and we're just gonna check every box and not follow the story this is a little off-putting but i always think of sandra bullock's hot ass fucking legs in that movie i don't know if it's i don't know if it's the high heels or what but she she has aged like a fine wine (laughs) yeah i i can definitely agree with that dude and then um no, we did them all. That was it. That was overrated, underrated. I'm sure. Can you think of any movies that you think are just overrated as oh, shit or I, controversial? I, I, I can I I think of one. Uh, the Replacement. It's not not even a true like story of anything, but I love the Replacement movie. That's the greatest Ohio State quarterback ever. Footsteps yeah, Falco. Footsteps Falco. Yeah. yeah I, that's a great one for me. I love that movie, dude. That is a... Uh, it's underrated. It's funny as hell. I don't know if it stands up today, but it's funny as hell. I love that movie. Yeah. The, the mixture, you know, of a whole bunch of different dudes to create a team in, in such a short period of time, and it's funny. I agree, man. All right. We're going to jump into the last section, and we're going to go into this week's draft. I knew last week having Walter Payton and Barry Sanders was going to lock it up for me. Um, It wasn't a huge margin, but it was definitely a win. So this week, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to build our favorite starting offense, quarterback, halfback, two wide receivers, tight end, and an O-line. I guess we should go three wide receivers, huh? If we're looking at it, unless you want to go double uh, tight, uh, we'll go three wide receivers. Okay, so and, I, I'm up for anything. All right, then we'll go uh, O line as a group because nobody wants to go through and be like, oh, I like Todd Nalen. I really want him, and then I want to get o- Orlando Pace. Like, that'll take forever. So we'll do O line yeah. as a group. And uh, <clears throat> since I won last week, that's going to give you the two and three picks because I think you won last okay. week and went first with. Uh, Bo Jackson last week. Yeah. So I'm going to start off, and I'm going to go quarterback as my first pick, and I'm going to take Peyton Manning and leave you Mahomes. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a given. Yeah. Um, so, so that gives you the second pick. So you can go <coughs> any position. Any position. Right? Yep, any position. Any position. I'm going to go wide receiver. I'm going to go Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. That's a good pick. Freaking stud. Um, I should have figured out a better way to write this. I, I put numbers next to it instead of position groups. And that's what I should have known. Um, I'm going to follow it up with wide receiver since I got two picks. And I'm going to go Megatron. Oh, that was going to be my next wide receiver. 
freaking stud, dude. If he would have played on a team where he actually had a chance, he would have broken every record. Absolute stud. Um, yep. For my next pick, I'm going to go halfback, and I'm going to go with Barry Sanders. Okay. So that gives you two. I'm going to go wide receiver. I'm going to go Randy Moss. Randy Moss. That was my next. He was my number one receiver on the board. But Calvin Johnson's just such a beast. And I'm a running back. Yep. I'm going to go Walter Payton. Walter Payton. Sweetness. Uh Uh-huh. All right. So that see, leaves. Are, are, are we, we going to throw pullbacks in there? No, because we're going three deep <laughs> on wide receiver. Um, next, I'm going to go wide receiver. Oh. I'm going to go Fitzgerald, man. Can't, can't beat the Ageless Wonder. Ageless Wonder. So that leaves. I've got two wide receivers, a halfback, and a quarterback, and you have two wide receivers, halfback, and quarterback. Um, so I need one, <laughs> I need, one more wide receiver. Yeah, and offensive line. And I'll go with my uh, second pick and or the starting pick of this round, and I'm gonna change it up, and I'm gonna go tight end, and I'm gonna go. Man, he's the best tight end in the league, but man, there's one that has so much history. <sighs> I'm gonna take Kelsey. I I almost <laughs> took Tony Gonzalez. Oh, I, 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 was, I have a split between Tony G. Uh, I know what? I'm going to go. So you got. So you're up now in, with two I'm, picks. I'm going to go tight end. Okay. Antonio Gates. Ooh, that's a sleeper. Gates that's was sleeper, a stud. Yeah, Gates was a stud. I forgot about Gates. I had Tony G, Shannon Sharp, Gronk, Kittle, Kelsey, and uh, that was as far. I was like, well, we're only going to pick one apiece, so. I didn't make a crazy deep list. Uh, and now I got another one, so uh, I go wide receiver. That's a hard one. There's so many good ones. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be a homer. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Tyreek Hill. You gonna go Tyreek Hill for all time? Well, it's a lot of guys out there. So many from the past. I want to, you know, current guy. Yeah, I'm writing it. It's in ink now. All right, that's fine. I'll, I'll stick with it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with my last two picks, wide receiver and an offensive line. I'm going to go with, man, it's one of the, I've got too many current guys. I'm going to go another guy that was an asshole back in the day. A lot of people didn't like, but he was a beast. Made some sick one-handed catches. I'm going to go with Chris Carter. Chris Him and Randy Moss, dude. That Vikings team was so freaking stacked See, back in the day. See, I, I on my team, I, I like, you know, you had Jerry, great route runner. You know, Moss, just, you know, throw it up, guy, he's going to get it. The greatest deep. Yeah, you have the greatest deep threat ever in Randy Moss, and then you have the current best deep threat in Tyreek. But Tyreek is a... a a crazy cat because you can throw it to any spot and he can either track it down or and he just he can get to the ball like he's got the speed beat wherever you're throwing he can get to it yeah I agree man you, you can't out throw him unless you throw the fucking ball out of bounds <laughs> that leaves uh, me with an offensive line choice and like I said we're just gonna go by like decade great groups you can't go individual years this would take all damn day but uh man when i think of great offensive lines there's obviously the the 90s broncos put up a thousand yard rusher every year they have a hall of famer they have four pro bowlers that were on the team um you got the uh the 70s raiders had four hall of famers that's insane. 
Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to go with my favorite. I think it's going to be the fan favorite. I don't really care for the team, but they have the best nickname among offensive line groups in the history of football. Unless I'm just forgetting something hardcore, which is possible. But uh, the 80s Redskins, the Hogs. <laughs> the Hogs, yeah, that's a great one. And that leaves you with the final pick to clean up the offensive line. Clearly, we're building as if we're playing uh, Madden because we didn't go the trenches first. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying. Was it 98 that Terrell Davis went for 2000? Uh, yes. Or 99. A, Football's weird because you have 98, 99. Like, it yeah. played over two years. I'm going to go with that. That's freaking offensive line. The 90s Broncos? Yeah. Dude, you got Mark Schlereth, you got Tom Nalen, you got, uh... See, it was hard, because I, I wanted to be a homer again and go with the 2003 offensive line for the Chiefs. The Chiefs were stacked. You know, Willie Rowe, Will yep. Shields, uh, Casey Wigman, Brian Waters. <laughs> yeah, they were stacked. And we didn't even mention the 90s Cowboys, who might yeah. be realistically one of the greatest lines of our lifetime. Obviously, you can go back and hit the 70s Raiders and the 70s Steelers. The 70s Steelers, I think, had two Hall of Famers. The Raiders having four uh, Hall of Famers is insane. Yeah, you think, like, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, Larry Allen. Yeah. Who could, could pick up a house. Yeah, the greatest uh, drug-laced team of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Same with you. We didn't even mention Michael Irvin. No, I know. Michael Irvin was a stud, dude. If he wouldn't have lost a quarterback in the middle of his career, because you have to think, what year did he come there? 88? Yeah. Because he won the 87 National Championship. I think he was Jimmy Johnson's first first round pick in 88. You might have to check me on that, but I don't know. Um, so he didn't have Aikman until 89, and Aikman went 1 in 15 his rookie year. And then they were stacked until 98, 99, I think, yeah. is when. I think Aikman retired, like, 01. But he was nothing for the last three or four years of his career just due to injuries. And it's like, if he would have had a quarterback or if he ever left his team, he could have been a beast, too. He was a freak. I think this would be, I don't know if the people on the podcast would like it, so me and you both being football fans, ultimate defense. The build your favorite defense of all time? Yeah. See, that'd be it'd be tough because you'd have to decide what type of defense you want to run. Because you could have an, a great pass we, rusher. We, we could just do like a base 4-3. Well, but then you leave out some really good outside linebackers who don't play like middle linebackers, like Von Miller, <laughs> you know, or uh, Lawrence Taylor isn't playing in 4-3. You might have to check me on that one, too. I might be retarded. But Lawrence Taylor is an edge rusher. And he's a stand-up edge rusher where a guy like Michael Strahan was a finger-in-the-dirt, you know, 4-3 style edge rusher. Because I, I think the Giants back in the day – Played a uh, three four. Yeah, but then you're leaving out Reggie White, freaking Bruce, Bruce yeah, Smith. Yeah, yeah. Defense is tough. Yeah, we go down a huge rabbit hole, but I thought it sounded fun in my head. It's a good thought. We'll come up with something, and we'll throw we'll throw in a BS draft in between. You brought up one that was a uh, good before that. But uh, we'll put the results of this one up on Facebook, Instagram. One of the two people just vote for whichever one you like. We'll tally it up, and then uh, we'll have a fresh one next week. And, uh, yeah, man, get off here and go watch some football. Hey, what time is the game start? Yeah. Well, Denver game is not till 9, but I think there's another one that starts at 7, 6, 37. You're the only one in America who cares about the fucking Denver game. Shut up about fucking Denver. <laughs> Oh, the, there's only two games on tonight. Hold on, let me look. You yeah, got Washington and Philly. You no, know, you got New England and Philly on. They start in 30 minutes, so you're gonna need to see Mac Jones ball out. 
I hope Cam throws like an interception or gets sacked first. I don't even know if Cam's gonna play. Honestly, this is this is just my prediction. If Cam plays bad at least in three games, they're gonna pull him and Mac Jones is gonna start. Man, I'm getting three games. I'm getting three games. I, I just don't know what Belichick. I don't know what his tendencies are on replacing quarterbacks because we've never seen it. No, but I think Matt Jones, Matt Jones fits that system more. But then again, he is a rookie and Cam's a vet. Well, and the thing about Belichick and McDaniel's, which I hate Josh McDaniel's with a passion, but they develop their scheme around who they have on the team. Yeah, they build the offense around that guy. Yeah, like, think about, they had Randy Moss and Tom Brady breaking every record one season, and then the next season they have Gronk and Aaron Hernandez freaking running a college-style offense, like, you know, putting... That was the most insane offense. (laughs) He had Aaron Hernandez running the football at times. Catching air, catching passes. That was an insane offense. Well, yeah, and Moss was gone that year. So it's like they didn't even have <laughs> the deep, you know, spread like they had had. They created something that was completely different. And, you know, Bill Belichick just puts whoever he wants in there and he makes his offense work around it. Uh, it's going to be interesting, but uh, I, I don't know. Watching New England games last year was. It was a just joke. Utters. It was an utter snooze fest. Yeah, it was a joke. The only game that was on television at the time. Yeah, and it's like the one of the only games I watched them play that was competitive. I want to say maybe it was against the Falcons. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at their stuff. But, like, Cam just was doing everything in his power to lose the game. Like, they would keep going up by two or three, and he'd fumble the ball or something stupid. Like... <laughs> Or throw to an open wide receiver and skip the ball across the turf. Yeah, it just—I don't know, man. Uh, New England—they're in for trouble. I, Kyle Trask looked terrible with yeah. Tampa, and it's funny because we were talking about him during last season, and I was like, eh, I like the way he plays, but his arm is not great, and he did not look yeah. good. <clears throat> Kyle Trask really hurt himself getting the ball again with his draft status, too. Well, yeah, when your whole team decides they're not going to play and you're the only one who wants to keep playing and you're playing with the 2021-2022 Florida Gators in the year 2020, you're screwed. Yeah, that's the way it goes, man. But uh, we'll wrap it up. We'll jump on here. Everybody jump on social media. Vote on the draft. You've got – let's just read the starting lineup. For your team – you got Mahomes, Walter Payton, Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, Tyree Kill, Antonio Gates with the 90s Broncos. For mine, we got Peyton Manning, Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, Chris Carter, Travis Kelsey, and the 80s Redskins. Go Hogs. Or, I'm sorry, the 80s football team formerly known as Redskins. <laughs> Whatever. Did you see the Cleveland Indians' new name? Speaking of changing names. What is it now? The Guardians. They released it right before the All-Star Game with no press. The logo is an absolute joke. And then they're getting sued by the amateur roller skating team or something like that for Cleveland that owns the Cleveland Guardians name and website that they never even asked permission to buy out. And they just changed the name. Look it up. The logo is an absolute joke. I'll, I'll get right on that. But the best team name in baseball is a minor league team. I don't know what system they are the minor team for, but it's like the Alabama Trash Pandas. The Rocket City Trash Pandas. They are. Yes. It's out of Alabama. Yes, that is my favorite. I want a hat. That'd be awesome. Hey. <laughs> If, if they can get a wind of this, I want a hat and I want a shirt. Hell yes. I'd yeah. rock it everywhere in Missouri. That is the coolest freaking logo name the Trash Pandas. Because that's maybe a draft we'll do. Since we'll do a defensive one in a couple of weeks, let's do the best minor league baseball names drafted. <coughs> so, 
this week's results, I kind of want to lose this week so I can have the number one overall pick and take the trash pandas. But I don't know. The the biscuits are pretty good too. So who knows? Um, anyway, brother, you have a good night. Appreciate you jumping on here and uh, for everybody listening. Yeah, anytime. Thanks for having me. I love it. And I look forward to doing the, the, the next draft. This is going to be a pretty lit draft. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, you have a good night, bum. You too, bro. All right, later. All right, guys. Justin Strain, this week's BS session. We drifted all over the place, covered a bunch of different stuff. Um, the over-under, appreciated all that good stuff. Check out social media, BTBN. That's where you can vote on that uh, football starting lineup and see what your favorite one is. And uh, I'm going to go watch some football. See you guys have a good one.